Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're listening to the Believe in Monsters podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Chris Krogman, Joe Gaither, and Luke Barry. Discussing all topics, Chicago Bears. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. It's been about, what, two weeks since we've talked last. I mean, we, we needed a week off to, to recover from the Kansas City ass whooping they handed us that we all knew was coming. And uh, this has been inevitable since week one. Welcome in to Believe in Monsters. Uh, got Joe Gaither, six with me, and Chris Krogman at Chai Bears 1985. How we feeling? Another loss, 14 in a row. Uh- uh, dude, I don't know. If I don't laugh, I'll die and cry. If just well, it was like the the, uh, the Packers was like you know we were all angry because we hate Green Bay, but we we knew what we were in for. And then I feel like going into Kansas City, we knew what our fate was. But I told Joe this before the game on Sunday. Joe was like, "What does a win do for you?" And I was just like, "It just feels good to win one game." Like. We haven't seen a win in over – like, it would just feel good to win a game, even if it is versus Denver. But now that we lost to these guys, I am fully convinced we are getting – I like, I thought there would be no way the Bears would actually be this bad. But uh, they're pretty much fully in on Caleb Williams at this point. And at, at this point, we do we really have anything to root for besides, uh, you know, two top five picks? Uh, what do we have to root for? Uh this like, should we sound, just be rooting for losses? No. Here's what is this is gonna sound morbid, but oh, I'm I legit. I'm legit, like rooting for Virginia to kick the bucket. Sorry, old lady. Yes, a thousand percent. Yes, I, 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 I a thousand percent. Please, lady. Today, tomorrow would be a great day to fall down the stairs. I don't even know if we need her to do that. I mean, she's, what, 99 you know, or 100? Tonight, tonight, in your sleep, the good Lord, in your sleep, do us all a favor. But I'm convinced that she made a deal with the devil. What is she, 112 years old? She made a deal with the devil. She's living. She's cursing she, all of us to steal the franchise away from her father and brother. She's And so now we're stuck with – Little old lady that uh, that the Grim Reaper will never go after. Facts. There's a lot of – I was trying to – I'm not 100% sure because there hasn't like – so uh, I don't know if you guys follow Reed Jack on Twitter, but oh, he's yeah. a very solid Bears writer that does a lot of great in-depth pieces. Um, he knows a lot about the current status of like – or not even current, but like the last stock report of the Bears was like 2017 – and it's messy. Like Virginia owns like 19.7%. And then all of the grandkids, all 11, each own like 3.8%. None of them little shits give a crap about the bears. So they're not going to put up a fight. Uh, Pat Ryan owns 19.7%. And then I guess there's a holding company that's also in Virginia's name that owns like 6%, but it's messy, dude. Like, I don't know if they could sell. I don't know if they'd be forced to sell. I think that somebody said that the the ownership requirements used to be like 20%, but now it's not. Now it's only like 1%, <clears throat> which is dumb. I don't know why you would only need to own 1% of a team to own it. So you, the, it uh, used to be used to have it. You used to, you used to need to be able to buy at least 20%. Is that what you're saying? To like, Or else you, you need to do it? You need to own 20% of the team. Maybe it was just voting rights. Maybe it was oh. just voting rights. But still, I'll, I'll look more into it and try to get a better – I couldn't really follow the thread that because there was, like, tons of mini threads within the thread. But, yeah, honestly, like, I just – until they're not under the McCaskies, I just don't ever see us winning, ever. 
Like it, it's just so depressing. Like the only hope we have right now is Kevin Warren, and I'm still not sure if that's hopeful. Like, like why? Like it pisses me off that George is like, oh, I'm just a fan. I'm just a fan. But medals and fucking everything. Like always. Like then just go be a fan and collect your check and shut the fuck up, dude. Just like enjoy the game or don't because we suck. Or and just like stay out of it. Just don't bother. Like we don't. We don't. We don't want you here. We don't like you. So I looked up Virginia McCaskey to see actually how old she was, and then a little pal- uh, a little poem came up, and it said in 1492, Virginia McCaskey sailed the ocean blue. Uh, I'm just joking. She is a she's a century old though. She's a hundred years old. So yes, it's uh, literally. Uh, I mean, she's as old as the bears. Quite literally, uh, bears are a couple years older or whatever. Um, no, I mean, do we? I, I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, whatever. We can say what we want about Virginia, this and that. How do we feel about Kevin Warren, though? Uh, honestly, how do you guys feel about Kevin Warren? Is he going to be another? So the only the only positives that I've the only things that we can we've even heard about Kevin Warren is that he's supplied the press room with a nice spread now. So apparently previous. The Bears are modernizing. Soldier Field said, no, you can't bring in your own food. You can't, you know, do anything different. We'll do it all. That, I guess, Kevin Warren just kind of said, no, or I'm going to bring in the food I want and, like, supply the press box with the food that they deserve. Apparently, this was a pretty big deal because, like, a lot of the press guys would talk, talk about it. Uh, how bad the food at Soldier Field was. Uh, the only worst food is at uh, the Washington Commanders Stadium that uh, Lucas will be at this Thursday night. Um, they said Adam John said that they fed them moldy bread last time. Oh, which dude, is I'm just, gonna go. That's that's just last year. That's last uh, Thursday. I'm last gonna go to Thursday the con- well. I'm gonna go to the concession stand this Thursday night, and I'm gonna buy a freaking rat tail on a stick, dude. Oh man, the rats out there are huge, though. You probably featured <laughs> probably featured family for a week. But, but uh, no, so it, it, back to the Kevin Warren because I'm serious about this. I mean, is it is it at least a little bit better than than Ted Phillips? Because did we ever see Ted Phillips even walk through the locker room? I mean, yeah, at least Kevin Warren thing. seems like he like somewhat cares about interacting with the team and and other things. Like Ted Phillips was just the guy behind a computer. We never saw him. We never knew who he was, but we knew he was in charge. I mean. This has got to be something better than him, right? But at the end of the day, he answers. He answers to George, and George is gonna be the be all end all. And George is still gonna have his buddies. Yeah, Ted may not be in C, you know, may not be president in chief, but they're still buddies. Like all, it's just gonna be George, and he's gonna have Kevin Warren as a meat shield, and Kevin Warren can go to the uh, business meetings, and Kevin Warren's gonna help him get. Arlington Heights built and moved out of Soldier Field. Well, or... well, well, Joe, this this was going to be my point actually, and it's actually funny you bring that up because I'm thinking like, you know, the Bears never knowingly do anything the right way. Could they have potentially lucked into a pretty good president just bringing him along to build the stadium, and then he ends up actually being decent at his job? Like they would never hire this guy to do this unless he was there for the stadium. But like, what if he's also good at? being a president of football operations for a football team. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like one of those chance things. Even George McCaskey can find a nut once in a while, we hope. I, I, I guess. I mean, I just have no faith. I just have no no confidence. Going back to Chris. Uh, we, we, we shouldn't have any, but. Um, to, to, I, to Chris's point, as long as the McCaskies are in charge, I think we're doomed for ineptitude and mediocrity and clown, you know, clown actions. Right. So did, did you guys listen to um, Peter King at all today? Yeah. On uh, the local Chicago radio. So he, he seems no. to think that there is a possibility that Eberflus is fired if the Bears lose on Thursday. I, I cannot believe that he's not. I, they're, I, my, I 100 stand behind the – I think that they will get blown out. Um. Sam Howell is not awful, especially against a bad defense. Like he torched the Broncos defense. Like Dude, he looked good saw, last week versus Philly. <laughs> like we just saw Fields do. Um and, and yeah, he looks he looks good. So 
And Ryan that, Ruffin's that, that have a field day on the goal line inside the red that, zone. Yeah, and that front seven for Washington is going to eat eat fields alive. And Ron Rivera is no dummy, and he comes from the Levy system. They're just going to play zone against Justin, and he won't know what to do. He won't know how to hit a soft zone. He won't know how to anticipatory throw. Like, great, you can anticipatory throw when you have man coverage and you know what you got, what you guys breaking on. And you know, Vance Joseph won't get out of man coverage until halftime. That's 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 not going to work. Like, Ron Rivera is just going to sit back in zone, and Justin's going to like just choke. He won't know what to do. He won't rip the fucking football. It's going to be bad on Thursday. It's bad, not bad. Real bad. Well, do, do you guys, I mean, if I would say if Eberflus did get fired, if they got blown out or even if they lose, I mean, uh, Joe, I think that would, should inspire confidence in you in your, uh, evaluation of Kevin Warren. I mean, yes, it would. They, it would. they, I mean, there's, we lost 14 in a row. If you lose 15 in a row in a professional football league, no matter how bad you are, I mean, the freaking Cardinals, you signed Josh Dobbs off the street last week are, are playing, one of the hardest schedules I've ever seen it in, in every game. Like this is just inexcusable. They have to fire this guy. I, I mean, he should have been fired, but especially on a Thursday night game where you have a long week to kind of, you know, find the local high school coach to fill his shoes as Joe would say, or, or whatever, you know, get your ducks in a row. But this is the spot. If it happens this year, it happens, you know, Friday night. That's, that's the part like, okay. A bunch of my friends were giving me hell. Cause I, I admitted that I haven't been watching them live since the Packers game. And really, I told you guys this last year, like midway through the year, I stopped watching them live. I do watch the replay in 30 minutes on the on NFL Plus just so that I can know what I'm talking about a little bit. But like, I can't give them three and a half hours on a, on a Sunday. Uh, I'll lose my brains. And they're like, oh, you're not a real fan. Does it, does it take a wing for you to start watching it? I'm like, no, it just takes competence. It just takes look, having uh, somewhat of a plan or, and, you know, playing – not stupid football, which they do consistently. And they're like, okay, they were in the game with the Broncos. Great. They were leading 28-7. Great. But, like, I knew they were going to lose. I knew they were going to find a way to lose. They, they, they got blown out by the Packers, who are not a good football team. Uh, that you, can, you know, Green Bay fans can dispute that if they want to, but beating the Bears and beating the Saints doesn't make you a good football team. Uh, you, you played some of the stupidest football against the Bucs, like, you're not in these games. I don't need to win every game. I don't even need to go 500. But be in the game. Feel like you're trying. Feel like you're putting a competent game plan together. Don't run cover two 88, 90% of the time because you don't have any creativity in your defense. Don't run the same stupid concepts offensively that get you into trouble all throughout the game. And just say, oh well, Justin's been bailing us out. Like, okay, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm a Justin defender, and it's harder and harder to be there. But like, it, it, this, like the coaching staff is inept. The nobody is inspired. No one plays hard. No one tries. No, and it, it's very clear that no one really believes in the system. So, you know, I mean. Golly, fire those motherfuckers just for their Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday press conference that Matt Eberflus sat up there and lied to everybody and uh, no answers, no answers at all. He didn't uh, even know what he was saying. Right. He, he's just walking around in circles. And then, the, the, okay, go back a day earlier. Matt, did you tell Chase Claypool to stay home? No, it was up to him. Then Bears PR, yes, we told him to stay home. No, we didn't tell him to stay home. You can't get the, the, the consistent messaging out, like, at the most basic level, organizationally speaking. Like, okay, you lose a football game, whatever, lose a football game. But the entire operation, the entire operation is – Absolutely broken, absolutely disjointed. Everyone's pointing a finger at, well, Justin Fields has a chance to audible out of the screen pass that play that I called four times in a row from the same formation. And then Justin, for, Justin Fields, well, I feel robotic because they're giving me paralysis by analysis. <laughs> and then Matt Eberflus, I don't know. I don't know. DJ Moore got subbed out. You know, I don't know. Uh, and then Luke gets I don't have any say in who's uh, active and who's inactive. And, like, everyone's pointing at each other. The ineptitude is at the absolute core. And it's not about losing games. It's really not like, okay, shit, losing 14 in a row, 
like that really sucks. But it's not about losing games for me. It's about not even being competitive, not even being a professional organization, not even having a plan and sticking to it. And so you fire everybody and you just say, you know what, Johnny, Johnny special teams coordinator, Billy, you know, equipment manager, you and Justin Fields are coming up with a game plan this week. And like, if you keep losing, fine. But at least everybody knows Justin Fields is running the game. But even Bajan, put Bajan in charge. I don't give a shit. But put someone in charge that they can believe in. It doesn't matter. Let Terrell, let Tremaine Edmonds, let Eddie Jackson call the defense. It doesn't matter. Just give them somebody that – they can count on that they can believe in uh, and, and put together a consistent game plan. And then with the, with, when the game plan fails, come to the media room and say, well, you know what? I didn't do a good enough job. Uh, instead of blaming all your players, like it's just a consistent blame game. And, Oh, well, we don't know what Chase Claypool is doing. He's not like, you know why he's not showing up to the meetings because your meetings are probably fucking stupid. Like are probably you're, you're you're probably having one message on Monday and a different message on Tuesday, and you're like, well, we, we're going to do this, but now we're going to do that. Like, there's no semblance of a professional organization. Lose football games, fine, whatever. But put 53 guys out there in a decent position, inspire them to play hard, and say, you know what? Well, we lost by 10. The guys played hard. The plan looked okay. But you know what? We just don't have enough talent on the defensive line. That's facts. That's true. Oh, well, Justin just didn't process enough and turned the football over at the end of the game. Facts. That's true. Nobody's got open. You know, that, that, you know, we're struggling getting open. We're struggling running the football consistently. Okay. But to, to just have the ineptitude, the ineptitude and the every week the game plan looks different because there's no continuity in the offense. Every week the the defense looks vanilla and shit. Looks like mayonnaise smacked on white bread. Boring. Just you know that they're dropping back in cover two. There's nothing to it. So lose games, fine. Lose games, whatever. I really I we haven't seen good football before. Even last year, last year I thought, oh, this guys they're they're showing up, they're not getting dumb penalties, but all that's out the window. L, all of oh, they're staying in games. You know, Justin looks exciting. All that is out the window. And so, yeah, fire them yesterday. Uh, I know I probably went overboard in the first week saying fire these guys, but like you could see it in the very first week. And you could tell through fall camp or preseason camp, you know, no accountability. You can talk about guys doing whatever they want, whatever they're doing and personal issues or injury issues or anything like that. But no accountability, no commitment to winning, no commitment to keeping these guys to a high standard. It's just an absolute joke. And so, you know, it falls on McCaskey. It falls on George. If George thinks he's a fan, all right, fine. Put yourself in my shoes. And watch this team and say, do I want to spend 60 bucks on a, on merchandise? Do I want to, you know, go to Washington to watch a game? Do I want to travel anywhere to watch this football team? Do I want to buy NFL Network to watch your team specifically? No, I'm going to pirate that shit. I'm going to watch it illegally. I'm not going to wear any of my Bears gear in town ever right now. It's all on the shelf. Every I look at that in my closet. I'm like, not that, not today, not even my damn Walter Payton shirt. I'm sorry, sweetness. I love you, but like, I'm not wearing anything with the logo on it because it's an absolute abject embarrassment. And so, people will say, "Oh, Joe, you're just turning on the bed." I'm not turning on the bed. I love them. I love them. But right now, I hate them and I hate everything about them because there's just nothing but. but Go Birmingham Stallions. The Stallions would beat this team. The Stallions <laughs> Georgia Bulldogs, you've looked terrible. You look meh, meh. But Kirby Smart would put on a game plan and would play competitively with this team. Like People were talking about power rankings with me a couple weeks ago, and they're like, oh, Bears at 32. No, it's too high. That's too high. Whoever won the XFL last year, whoever won the USFL, the Seattle Sea Dragons are better than this team. Are well more well run than this team. Do you ever it's, see? Uh, do you ever see Big Cat's power rankings? Weekly power no, rankings. No. He he makes like jokes in there, and like he has the Bears down at the bottom with Nebraska. Yes, I mean Nebraska. <laughs> awful. I love his – he has a Kirk Cousins tier too. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sorry. I know I just took like five minutes of it. Like that's all just- right. Well, Joe, uh, I mean, now that you're all, you know, hot and bothered, I need to ask you. So, you know, Matty Refluge sucks. Luke Getze sucks. This whole coaching staff sucks. 
What do we get do with the guy in charge that hired these guys? That's the problem. That's that's like my, I'm not talking about George McCaskey. I'm talking about I know, Ryan I know, I know. what my, do you do with him? My, my two issues fall on what do you do next? What do you do next? And it's like, okay, you fired Getsy, you fired Flues, you cleaned out the coaching staff. Do you continue to just burn it up, burn the bridge uphill? And okay, Ryan Poles, bye bye, buddy. And then you're like, well, I like his approach. Get more picks, get more picks, drill through the draft, you know, not overspend. We've talked about on this podcast before. Don't give out bad contracts. It's like that. He hasn't done yet. Right, right, right. right. Uh, let's, 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 let's flag on that one. We'll, we'll, we'll put a bookmark in that and come back. Sure, please do. Please. And, and, and then, like, well, I, you're, you know, you let guys go, you know, maybe a year too early or whatnot. But good gosh, we're seeing everybody who's had semi-successful seasons outside the Bears this year, all the pass rushers that had good weekends this weekend, yes, it's one weekend. And people are like, oh, you're overreacting. And yes, must have first, you know, still must have. But he's playing at a decent level. And they're like, oh, well, the Bears developed him, and now the Ravens are getting an advantage. It's like, no, the fuck, they didn't. Uh, Notre Dame developed him. Right, right, right. And so do you kill uh, – do you cut the head off of Ryan Poles and say, you know, you're, you're not drafting number one overall. You're not drafting number two overall. We're not letting you do that. Uh, maybe. And then, like, the second level of that, Luke, is, like, everybody crying for Caleb Williams. And it's like, will Caleb Williams solve the problem? You still yes. have massive holes. Yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. I, I don't think he will. You still have massive okay. All right, let's just at the, at the defensive line position. You have you have no pass rush. You that has need nothing to do with Caleb Williams. More interior linemen. You need another receiver because you need another pass catcher. You need more safety help. Like maybe I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll accept that Caleb Williams might be the answer. Drake May might be the answer. All right, great. But do you let Ryan Poles hire the coach, hire the offensive coordinator, who will then thus be in charge of Caleb Williams's development, Drake May's development, Shador Sanders' development, whoever you end up going with? And it's like, it was Matt Eberflus forced on to uh, forced onto Ryan Poles, as is a lot of the Poles defenders' conversation? Oh, Peter King he, says no. Right, and so. I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do. And so it's like, well, if you fired Ryan Poles, who hires the next general manager? Is it McCaskey? Is it McCaskey and their and their fucking stupid ass search war uh, search parties? You know, Bill the next night, whoever Bill 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 Polian tells them to to, to hire, or, uh, what is it, Corsese? Whoever they tired tell them to hire. Like, there's no faith because the process is just entirely fucked. And so it's like, oh, I've seen people online I'm like, well, get Erlacher and Cutler and Brandon Marshall and get all the former players, get Devin Hester all in the building, get Charles Tillman into the building to tell it to run the search firm to find out who the, co- the next coach should be. Get Charles Matt Tillman was already in the building when he Dude, is that, busted it. Is that Bears Facebook? <laughs> hey, that's gross. No, I did. I did see that too, Joe. Because it's someone like, was like, someone was like, ex Lions players helped choose Dan Campbell or something as the next yes. coach. That's what it was. Yes. But dude, could you imagine putting Erlacher, Cutler, and fucking Marshall in a room, dude? Three of the most n- off the wall fucking people out there. Throw Olin Cruz in there too, and he might. Punch, you're seeing Cruz. You're seeing everybody that's like, put let Kyle Wong. Let that be the search for him. And it's like, uh, is Kyle that the short? Word? Is that the worst? Is that the worst idea? Would, would you rather let? Uh, <laughs> would you rather let fifteen Bears legends in in quotes? Would you let, rather let fifteen Bears legends vote on the new coach, run the interviews, and vote on the new coach, or would you let, rather let George do it? Sometimes you need a good laugh, Joe. And I was just thinking about the time Terry Cohen was live streaming when fucking Kyle Long was naked and his dick was in the, was on Instagram live. And uh, our friend George called him Kyle Short from then on. It was cold. It was cold and right out of the Fuck shower, day, man. Just, those just those were the good of, days. The Bears were good. Kyle Long was naked on the freaking Instagram. Like, and so, like, it was all what, good. 
where's the we're going forward doing this? I have no trust in George. I have no trust in him saying we're going to get this search firm together. Like, you may as well just let the fucking Bears legends all get together. Let all the CHGO guys, let, you know, Corey Wooten get involved. Let Jeff Joniak have a say. <laughs> like, who, like, at this point, let Tom Thayer, dude, let Tom Thayer hire the next coach because Tom Thayer bleeds orange and blue. I'll say that, but he's a, he's kind of a meathead dummy, but it's just like, where do you, like, Luke, and where do you find the hope? And you're like, oh, well, maybe Kate Williams is going to say, where, there's no hope in that because if you have to get the 1% chance where it all goes right. Or Caleb Williams has to be, like, even Mahomes has Andy Reid, has had Tyreek Hill, had Travis Kelsey, had a lot of situational things go right for him. And Mahomes is absolutely super talented. Uh, and, okay, Tra- Tra- Trevor Lawrence has had a lot of situational things go right. They fired they fired uh, Urban Meyer. They bring in Calvin Ridley. They re-up the offensive line. Like, even these generational quarterbacks have to have a lot. Like, yeah, Andrew Luck didn't have an offensive line for ages and ages. Sure. Burrow. Oh. I mean, dude, but the Bears have never, would never, ever have a quarterback, even a tier within a tier of this caliber of Caleb. Williams. Okay, but you're the Joe Bears have never had a Mahomes or a Lawrence or a Burrow. I'm telling you, some of these guys are so good, you can't. Sure, and Caleb Williams makes him look like nothing. So, how much of how much Josh Lucas did you guys hear on the local, like Matt and Spiegel or whatever? Local. I heard him on Hogan John's. Um, I know he's so, been doing his media tour. He's but, been doing a full blown media tour. Yeah, I so, do appreciate like, his insight on Fields for sure. He uh, he said that there was a situation where the Bears would have taken Mahomes, and it was essentially that the Browns took Mitch one, mm-hmm. and they did not know until that day what was going to happen. And man. I mean, at least they were down to the down. At least they had, at least they had Pat in the top, the two. Yeah, at least, you know, at then, least they were down to the two. They passed on Deshaun. They said they didn't even do the interview. Um, <laughs> what? I'm just laughing because I'm like, for me, it's like they had Mahomes at two. It makes me more confident in them. And then them telling me, "Oh, Deshaun wasn't even on our board." I'm like, "All right, back to square one of not trusting these fucking idiots." Well, and that's the funny thing, too, is because, like, Josh Lucas was basically talking about how none of these quarterbacks coming out have enough time on time on task. And he was like, well, that makes no sense because Deshaun Watson had all the time on task, won a national championship, lost another one barely. Why didn't you take him? And I – I, Lucas had an answer, but it, I, it, honestly, for what how it turned out, it wasn't good enough. He said um, he was too accurate, uh, inaccurate, basically. Oh, that's and they right. didn't think that's it right. would that's improve. That's right. That's what he said. But they, they and they he they did say like they he was on the team that drafted Justin, and they said that the processing was a concern, yeah. and they thought it would improve because he he scored some magical score on the S two test, which is the new QB wonder like essentially. Uh, he has two tests that CJ Stroud fucking bombed in a bad way. He's bombing in the he's bombing in the league. Uh, Stroud's having a good first. Look that's what I'm saying. Bom- bombing in a good Stroud way. Stroud did terrible on that. I know. I know. I flipped your thing and made it the other. All way. right. All right. Okay. Just wanted to be clear for all right. So I want to address a couple things that Joe brought up because that was a that was a long monologue. So <laughs> whether or not Caleb Williams fixes everything, you you can't not take him. You're right. You're so right. He, there, that, there's that. Fields um, could be a good the rest there, and you would still take Caleb Williams if you get him. 100%. Yep, absolutely. Um, Lucas also said that there has to be conversations going on in the building about moving Fields if you can. They, they do trade him yeah. to Atlanta. Trade him back to Ryan Pace. It, it's his hometown. He'll give you a, probably a fucking second round pick for him because Ryan Pace is a freaking idiot and you just give him any ex Bears player. And he's he's like, not oh. actually the GM though, right? He's not Dude, the GM there, right? They've signed so many ex Bears. I'm not convinced. No, I know. He, yeah. No, he's, he's not, not okay. the GM, but he definitely has a big say. I mean, he's yeah. brought in 
handfuls of his ex-players. Uh, and, I, and so the bad contract for me is Tr- Tremaine Edmonds looks terrible. That looks like a terrible deal. Like looks like a terrible deal, but to me, it's not like Danny Trevathan six years down the line are going to be paying this guy. I'm pretty sure it's a three-year deal. And, and plus, for me, maybe so, the structure is just not. Maybe the maybe the money in the structure is not as bad as Pace laid out, but. Yeah, like the, you the let you let Roquan go and gave the guy the same amount of money for a guy that's not instinctual and can't make plays that that Roquan did, and we were all mad that Roquan didn't fit the system. Well, guess what? The system sucks. Who yep. cares? Like it doesn't matter. Like I I'll eat my shit on that one because I I, I was fully on board for trading Roquan because he was weird and he had to had his antics and there was shit, but he's he's. Good football player. So I'm still not even crying over losing a, a middle linebacker though. At the end of this, no, like, no, it's like no, you got but, a second. But like, if you're whatever. gonna turn around and spend that much money on oh. him, I am, and I'm fucking pissed. Like, why would you do that? But whatever. Oh, Tremaine Edmonds in a second rounder, and TJ Edwards is way better than Roquan Smith. Well, sure, and it wasn't the 32nd pick when we traded for Claypool. So I'll yeah. eat, I'll eat my shit on that one too because that's another absolute fucking disaster. Ryan Poles is a I don't know, man. I'm I am losing faith so fast, so fast. Darnell Wright, even that is a fuck up, dude. I mean, Luke and I are on that. Joe's not really. I'm I, warming up a, to him more. I I like to. Still a fuck up. Ever. It's still not a yep, generational I, talent at a hard to find position. So I I hear you. I, I I somebody asked the other day, like of twenty of the of Ryan Poles' twenty twenty three draft picks through four games, like can you? Do you feel confident that he hit any outside of right? I mean, right's pretty solid, but, but it's also to me, it's like these are all loaded questions, right? Because I honestly think that Matt Eberflus is such a bad fucking coach that we can't tell anything. Like my big point about Ryan possibly keeping Ryan Poles is like, sure, you can say Tremaine Edmonds isn't as good as Roquan Smith or whatever. You can say Yana can't stop the run or whatever. These guys look like they've never played football before. Like they're not terrible football players. They might not be all pros, but they're not this fucking bad. So I, I can't, point, I just, I how is he such a bad football coach? Like he I, ran a, a good defense in Indianapolis, a good group in Dallas. Like, and last year we were all like, Hey, he's, He's got them moving in the right direction. You know, the culture here is good. You know, they are trying harder, blah, 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 blah. And like one offseason, he's become a giant pussy and doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. And it sounds like a blubbering idiot up there. Like my favorite part of that, that the second press conference was when I think it was Kevin Fishbane was like, okay, so did you let Chase know that he wasn't coming? Like, was that at Hallis Hall? And he's like, no, it was over the phone. He's like, okay, well, what was said in that conversation? He's like, well, that's between us. And he's like, well, obviously it was a reason why you told him not to show up. Why can't you tell us that? And then pretty much all the questions from then on out were like, why can't you just talk about why the decision was made? And he's just like, like that was his literal face and reaction was, meh. He looks like, and it doesn't matter what political side of the aisle you're on. He looks like any of the last five White House press secretaries, whether it was for Donald Trump or for Joe Biden, they're always up there playing. No, 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 we can't tell you the truth. It's an organizational thing. So so I'm I'm really not trying to make excuses for Ryan Poles, but this is a genuine question. I mean, how much do you think, you know, the first time GM really bought into his coach's philosophy and really let them guys in his ear? Because, I mean, like, a lot of these guys, like, I don't know. Do, does Ryan Poles in his right mind fucking pay two linebackers that much money? Is he bringing in fucking Lucas Patrick, who is Getsy's boy in Green Bay, or Quadim oh Muhammad? Like, oh, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying Poles, you know, gets a pass because he actually had to, you know, write the checks, but, like, I, I mean, seriously, was the first time young GM just fucking manipulated by this dude? I don't hate Lucas Patrick. Why not? Because he's got he's got that he's got that attitude where he goes and picks uh, guys up and he knocks the shit out of people. I thought you were gonna say he has on. that big helmet with the fucking huge forehead. Oh, I love that too. It looks like a mongoloid. Mongoloid. <laughs> he's, he, he's, he's, he, there's not an ounce. 
He's a bad football player. He's not a good football player, but he's got the attitude. He does. He's you, nasty, dude. You know who's been way way better than Bears fans to give Nate Davis has looked pretty solid now. Better. When he plays, yes. Yeah, that's the issue. Is you can't you, you don't know we'll if we can, but I'm just saying him and Darnell right on that side of the line looks pretty good. I don't good know to if me. he's gonna have personal issues this no. week on Thursday when he wakes up. Well, I've got a personal issue today. Like you cannot count on it because of that. I'm fine with Nate Davis. I uh, yeah, when he plays, I am sure. But like, are you gonna be in or be out? And like, okay, I am sensitive to mental health issues. I am, but if you Dude, have a mental the Bears health are 0 and five. If you're telling me to go out there and play for that fucking dog shit team when I'm going through a death in the family. Shut up. Then be out. Be out. It's fine. Be out. Be out. It doesn't matter. Go. He's here now and he's good. That's a W for Ryan Poles. And that's a W uh, for the Bears. Tevin Jenkins can is he gonna like I I They're saying he's gonna play Thursday. He practiced no fucking fully way. Today. Who said that? He practiced fully today and no yesterday. No way. He's got out of there's no way he's in football shape to play on freaking Thursday. Who cares? Like they're not going to win. Who cares? So then, so then, what is is Cody back at center? I don't know. I'm sure we won't. Well, dude, if you're going to drop that kind of news, Lucas, I need some follow up. I just know he practiced today. I don't know if they talked to fucking Eberflus or anyone asked about it. I just know he practiced in full today. Jeffter said that there was a chance if he practiced in full that he could play on Thursday. And he's practiced in full both days. Yeah, well, yesterday is practicing full, full on a short week isn't like intense. It's nothing. It's, it's a walkthrough. Walk through through I is like a cripple could fucking walk. You guys through are a, shooting the messenger. I, so you're the messenger. That's your fault. Just telling you what was listed as practice in full. That's, but that's so, the thing. It's like I don't give a shit what's on these injury reports anymore. I don't care. Like Eddie Jackson's dead. Like, who cares? Like, <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Joe's what waiting for the Virginia McCaskey's dead injury report. That's it. The only Dude. IR that matters. Look, look, look. That's going to be an awful edit when that happens. Balls, but it's my birthday on Friday. The only thing I want on Friday is to have Adam fucking Schefter, Ryan Pohl is, and Ryan Poles fires Matt Eberflus. Luke Getzey is fired. Like, shit can them all. Leave them in Washington. So, question what, though. If what that, if he if said, they do that, if they Luke Getzey's the head coach. Like, Alan Williams walked, right? Or whatever. Doesn't matter. No, he got raided. Whatever. You fire, you fire Getzey and Eberflus. Who coaches what? Richard and I know Hightower, you're going to make baby. a jo- Yeah. Okay, fine. So you have one coach. Now what? Andrew Janoko's the OC. Yep. And then who's coaching special teams? Who's coaching the defense? I, I mean, this is all right. Not even. It's a, a, it's a lot, dude. It's a lot. This That's is not, like I don't not I don't not a joke. If the Bears fired Eberflus, would you consider bringing in Lovey Smith to finish the season? So I, I'm yeah, not even joking. He so would Brad, do it. Brad I will, I will watch every game. game. I will watch every game, and I will flip my, my – I will flip in a heartbeat. You want me back, George? I will flip in a heartbeat if you bring me the, – the, this is conspiracy. Right. If we're going to do that, let's just hire Mike Singletary. Can't win with them. Can't do it. Sure. Great. Great. I, I want to hear what Chris, Chris – what did you have to – what did Biggs have to say about that? You no, said Braggs, asked about? Not, not Biggs. Bragg oh, said it. Braggs. Greg Bragg said bring in, uh, bring in Lovey to coach the defense and bring in – uh, Greg Roman to coach the offense. There you go. You okay, could get sure. bringing Greg Roman to maybe Lauren Harbaugh after. Anyway, all of all of these things are hilarious. Um, all right, all right. I have, I have, I have, I have a legit question, and I know I, I have a feeling I know where you guys stand or what at least where Joe's at. <laughs> like Eberflus gets fired. Okay. Getsy yep. gets promoted and says, All right, Justin's can't run my offense, it's Bajan, and they like win out. Okay, that's exaggerating, but whatever. Bajan is the quarterback and gets and looks a lot better. He has to take us to the playoffs. Oh Jesus, bro. Like yeah. I don't think I don't think Getsy's play calling has been bad. If if freaking Justin executes just fifty percent of the shit he hasn't, how many times did 
they run fucking naked boot on Sunday, and a guy comes. I I, I brought up this point with other people though, Joe. There's only so many things you can run with this guy at quarterback. Sure, sure, that's fine, that's fine. But you're seeing Denver fire off the edge, and 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 Fields is making it happen. He, he got the touchdown pass to like you know, they juke the guy out, and he got the touchdown Man. pass into 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 Herbert. Great, and so like. You're seeing they are on this bleep. They're on it. But my man Fields and his athleticism, which is level 10, processing level one, zero, one, but athleticism level 10. All right, <laughs> so we're getting away with it. And then crucial moment of the game, right in his face. Oh, here's a fumble. Now, granted, you guys were right earlier. You got to protect the football. You got to just go down. You got to make a different decision. You can't just be so throw the ball up and have it end up being a fumble to your ex-Ohio State buddy. But, golly, I mean, I just cannot get over running, calling calling the same yeah, that was bad. Pass out of the same formation, three plays in a row, backed up against against Tampa Bay. I can't get over it. You can talk about, oh, Fields' limitations are, are not. Fine. Run a draw. Run I thought a it was only two plays. I thought it was only two plays. Three in a row. It ended up being two because there was two, the first two were negated by penalties. I thought only one was negated by a penalty, and it was the clay pulled down the field holding. Maybe it was, but I know it was three plays in a row. I don't think so, but we can go back and look. That's fine. It doesn't matter. Um, like, I, like, everybody got pissed off with the second half play calling, but at the same fucking time, we're also bitching about run the ball more, and they run the ball more, and that's not good. Oh, you took the ball out of Justin's hands. Which, which is it? Which they're is running it? all over them. They were fucking running it down their throats. And he took the ball out of Justin's hands. Okay, fine. Like, he had already made the fumble then. He started to look super jittery again. Yes. They they adjusted at halftime to him. And he it, – it didn't look good. He overthrew – he was taking his check downs. He wasn't getting the downfield looks anymore. He's, he he's like overthrew Herbert, like, by a, by a fucking two feet and behind him. Uh, he like him and commit disconnecting on the last play. It is what it is, whatever. He took the commit check down that got, he got like he took a, a oh man, that tight end screen did Mercedes Lewis. That was a fucking play call. That was the shit that they should have been doing, dude, is running more screens because they were getting so much goddamn pressure on him. Yeah, see, that worked. <laughs> that works after they after they run all that shit in the first half, and then when they start bringing you know, you can run some some screens off that when they start getting more aggressive upfield, but uh. Like you said, Chris, it's like the defense is adjusted and we can't do anything. And that's where part of me is just like, yeah, the play calling is horrible, but also this guy just – it's the same shit we've been seeing over and over and over again. Okay, like so back cool. to Luke Chris's question. Chris's question. Chris's question. Bajan takes over. If, hypothetically, Getsy takes over, says, I'm playing Bajan. What are you – what what what's the, what do you want to see? Do you what, you just want to see competency, or uh, we win games and I guess we keep Getsy? What 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 are you getting at right there? What's yeah, the that's a good point. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I appreciate the the, the let's go down the rabbit hole. But what like, the fuck are we gonna do? Like sure, sure. fire everybody? Then then what? We we fucking give it to Andrew Janoko and he keeps running fields out there and we just. But like it doesn't matter. That's the thing. Well, you're, you're you're going zero and seventeen. You're going one and sixteen. You might go three and fourteen. Great, bear down. But like the the, the season, the, the story is written. This season is fucking trash. We like, need relegation. We need relegation sure. in the NFL. We should go to the XFL so for a year. You and... fire all these jokers. It doesn't matter if Janoko takes over. It doesn't matter if if. Fucking Mike Singletary takes over. It really does. Like at this point, you know you're in a trend. You know you're about to blow everything up, and so you're asking who takes over. Who cares? You and you and Luke can be we, the three of us. You want offense, defense, or special teams? It doesn't matter. And I so we're run the wish. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do on any of this shit. I'm running the I'll fucking wish. I'll run bone. defense. We'll run and, defense. And, and so at the end of the at the end of the year, whether it's the three of us jokers or Janoko or Lovey Smith, you're looking at three and fourteen tops. Great. I hope we're not that and, good. And what? Like so? What are we afraid of? At this point, there's nothing to be afraid of. We we have met the darkness. We are in the dark. Like there's no darker place than. And so you might as well get rid of the motherfuckers who who brought us here. 
and say, you know what? We're going to be in the dark for the next 14 games anyways. I think that's the right math. Uh, you're on four. Uh, in the next 13 games anyways. So who cares? Well, part of my coping process with the Bears is to laugh at other teams' misery. So I'm going to do that. Watching the Giants last night made me fucking chuckle. Fat Nagy sucks. Daniel Jones is the highest paid, worst quarterback I've ever seen in my life. That guy is fucking terrible, and they have him signed till 2025. The Panthers brought out a report today that they're trying to trade for a number one wide receiver after they get no, no, DJ Moore. No, okay, but right now he still looks significantly worse than C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson, who were Fair. drafted after Fair. him. And they gave us their number two, current number two pick. If, if if that pick next year is top five and they gave us D.J. Moore, flowers to you, Ryan Poles. But then these assholes are like fully invested in Adam Thielen as like their prized free agent. Like, what did you think would happen? So it, it feels nice to to actually be on the other side of one of these deals where you know, you won't be made fun of because if Bryce truly is worse than the other two, then they just fucking shot themselves in the face. I honestly don't care what they did with it. I just think it's funny. I just think it's way better. It's what I, what I think is interesting is how both Houston and Arizona look like they could win five games. (laughs) And we look so bad. So fucking bad. Houston's OC could be one of the up and coming names on the Bears watch list. Like, all right, so Luke, you you alluded to Peter King said that Eberflus was not forced on Ryan Poles. How did that? I didn't listen to the interview with Peter King. So how did that come about? And then the guys just straight up asked him, like, did Ryan Poles pick him? And he was just like, yes. There wasn't really much info about it. I mean, to me, the the whole process of that is still very weird. I mean, like we said, they had interviews lined up with three coaches before he was even hired. So, so like I like when Kevin Warren did his introductory press conference, he essentially said Ryan Poles was still going to make the f- football decisions until he had to step in or until he had to help out, which he had to in Minnesota sometimes, apparently. Who fucking knows? But that's interesting to me. Like, it'd be interesting to see if ever if all the coaching staff got fired and polls was retained. Like, what happened from there? Because like they did fuck up and hire Warren after they hired everybody else. Because that was just simple Bears shit. But like, because then then Warren is saying like, I'm okay with keeping polls. You know and. Or he's gonna tell George no. Like, this is if this is I signed this deal to make my deal and to be the guy. After I got my feet wet, you hired me. After all these guys, I'm hiring my people, and he hires whoever he wants. Right? Um, it, it if he keeps polls, it'll be super interesting because then he's he then then it is his guy because then he's making that conscious decision to make him his guy. Assuming George doesn't just tell him who he's who he's keeping, and then the coaching search would be interesting, It'd be super interesting because I don't think you know I think the Harbaugh thing is dead then because Harbaugh's going to want roster control. Um, well, I that think- might be that might be something that's negotiated with Warren if if he really wants to step in and say, hey, we'll keep polls if that bring polls in this become, coach and polls becomes a, a glorified scout and we're not sure yep. if he's any good at that. Yeah, I don't know. It's a sticky situation for sure. But I would say with think I guess with the way Peter King made it sound, he thinks Ryan Poles is safe. Yeah. No matter that's what. That's what it sounded like today. But like I said too, is like I don't even know like you can't evaluate anyone on this fucking team at all. That's why in my opinion you find like that's the and, other and, and I'll say I the, the one the one pos- the one position group that actually seems like it got better is the actual offensive line to me, yeah. which is promising. And that's kind of like our big thing with Poles and Cunningham was fix the freaking offensive line. Let Chris Morgan be the, be the next head coach, the offensive line coach. Just let him. Mm. I mean, not next head coach. Interim, 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 interim. I'm sorry. Oh, I, didn't to, I didn't want to jump the gun. Interim. Lo- Lovey Smith would be so much fun. Oh, my gosh. I'll buy tickets if that happens. 
I drive up there and buy tickets just because 2010 broke my heart. I, I know you lost what six, seven games in a row to to, to close that year out, but you missed the game. I mean, you missed the playoffs by a half game on a on a tiebreaker because the Packers don't beat the Vikings to kind of probably screw you over. The Packers sit there, sit a lot of their players, and yeah, I get it. That's rivalry shit, but like you fired Lovey over that, like broke my heart, and you're paying the price for it now, still. So, we're at 49 minutes. Luke is going to Washington this week. Yes, yes. The six and a half points underdog, six and a half point doggy on the road. At least that was the <laughs> I saw. Uh, is that Dude, still- that, that line opened at like three and a half or four and a half or something. That shit jumped up a lot. Hey, Brucey, we're almost done. Shut the fuck up, dude. Uh, that six, isn't that six and a half? That's what I think. I, I'm double checking myself. It's at five and a half now on for the per ESPN Caesar Sportsbook. Yeah, five oh, and a half right now on FanDuel. I would. I'm hammering the Commanders. I'm hammering the Commanders because everything that we kind of already talked about. Uh, you got you, you've got Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen looking to stat pad Chase Young, trying to get his his name back. Is Chase Young healthy at all? Yeah, he had a sack last week, I think. There you go. Full injury report. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, it looks like it's going to be A-OK for them. Um, yeah, I mean, they lost the Eagles in overtime. I got my, one of my man's Camp Commanders fans basically saying we should have gone for two at the end of regulation to go for the win. Yeah, Ron Rivera said his guys were too tired. <laughs> Did he have a timeout? Take a timeout and get ready for it. Take a timeout and then call another play instead of kicking a field goal. <laughs> Dude, that decision on Sunday was so fucking stupid by the Bears. Fourth and one, they they just they don't know what they're doing. They act like they're going to kick a field goal and then they come out and run a stupid ass play. Get stuff. If you're going to do that, get out in a formation. Make them make them give you a look. Make. The the, doll, the 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 Broncos give you a look and say, oh, looks like they might be in cover too. Looks no, like they might no, be. No, Joe, that that was literally one of those things where you were like, Matt Eberflus knows he hasn't won a game in 13 weeks and just like thought about that, so he wanted to call timeout and go for it, like legit, just like by the seat of his pants. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna just go for this, <laughs> like at the last second. <laughs> Should have run the Philly push then. We don't do so. No, no, they do that with goddamn Cole Commit under center. <laughs> Dude, they like, ran that stupid play again, and he I almost like got you, stuffed. I, I, I do that's, like you, Commit, but that's not your job. That's not your role. That's, that's not, not his fault. It's not like he's calling that shit. A thousand percent. A thousand percent agree. I'm not. I'm just fired up because I'm fired up. It's not Commit's fault. Don't put him in that position. Don't ask him to do that shit. Put him behind Justin Fields to shove their asses. I don't think. I don't think they trust Justin Fields to get it because clearly he can't do it because he didn't get in week one. I feel bad for Luke Gessie. Why? He's going to bounce back like Adam Gase. (laughs) Did Gase bounce back? We got a head coaching job. After being on the the, uh, coaching circle for like three years. Uh, no, Gase didn't bounce back. I don't even know if he had a job after the Jets job. It's all, only because of that crazy press conference, though, where he's chasing a bee with his eyes. <laughs> Looks like he just got whacked in the head with a hammer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he shoveled to the back of the dome. Uh, I, so I the over-under is 44 and a half, we said, Joe. Four, 44, 44 on the dot. 44 on the dot. 34-10 Manders. Yeah, something like that's about right. 34-10. So you're going right at the number. I just said it because it was 44. I would actually say 35-10, honestly, just because it's... I think we'll score more than 10. There's always... No way. Norm, normally when the Bears get blown out, they'll normally get a garbage touchdown there. Do, do, do I have to remind you the last time you played in Washington on a Thursday night? It was a close game. 
Short weeks are short weeks are always low scoring, though. It was a close game, yes, but it was the most. How many? The Bears were in the red zone like thirty-five times, like a billion times. Let me pull it up for you. They were in the red zone a bunch. Oh my god, it was terrible. It was last one of the worst games ever. Wentz couldn't throw the ball though either. I'm gonna say uh, twelve to seven last year. Thirty-two to twenty-one, Commanders. Twelve to seven last year. <laughs> twelve Bears to seven, seven dude. Hunt oh, hey. sixty-one yard, sixty-one yard drive ends in an interception. Sixty-eight yard drive ends on downs. Punt after thirty-three yards, three plays and out again, and then into the play six. Uh, yeah, incomplete, deep middle to end the half. All right, Bears get a touchdown on first drive. Uh, six plays, eight yards, and a punt. Ten plays, twenty-seven yards, ends on, on a downs. cloud of dust. And eight eight plays, sixty-one yards, ends on downs. Turn the ball over on downs one, two, three times in, in the game. Punted a bunch and intercepted in the in the red zone. Hey, God, I mean, ugh. it was awful. <laughs> it was awful against Carson fucking Wentz. Carson Wentz passed for less than 100 yards on our asses last year. 12 for 22, 99 yards. He's a beast, dude. I mean, yeah, nice play, nice guy. Former almost MVP one season for half a year, whatever. They ran the ball. Brian Robinson took 17 carries for 60 yards and a touchdown, scored his first NFL touchdown after getting shot last year. It's not like he got shot that week. Oh, four weeks of the four weeks removed from getting shot. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Yes, he was. No, because he got. We didn't play them in week four, did we? Uh, okay, week five, six. Something it was like, like around that. the same time this year as yeah, it is last October thirteen. I thought he got. I thought he got shot like two weeks before the season started, or maybe even a month before the season started. But I don't remember. Brian Either Ryan way, shot. Uh, let's see. <laughs> this is the best part of the show is Joe's Google searches. He's actually very quick at it. Uh, August 30th of last year. So he went August 30 to 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 scoring his first NFL touchdown on October 13th. So six weeks. That's pretty quick. Against yeah. us. Against our team. That's not your it's not your team right now, Joe. You're a Seattle. Yeah, watch what'd, you, what'd you call him? Seattle Skyhooks or Sky Beams? I'm pretty sure the XFL team is the Seattle Sea Dragons. Sea Dragons. Okay. I'm a big Iowa Barnstormers fan. So uh, if I had to choose, I'm I'm Barnstormer. That's the that's the uh, arena uh, arena team that Kurt Warner played for. USFL's Birmingham Stallions. Yeah. I like the Led Barnstormers. Alabama's own Bo Scarborough. And now third stringer, current third stringer for the Green Bay Packers, Alex Magoo. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even kidding. That was his name. Uh, It's still his name. It is still his name. Alex Magoo. (laughs) You're telling me. You're telling me when like a little kid or something goes up to me like, hey, Mr. Magoo. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Google this guy. Alex Magoo, M C G O U, M C G O U G H. The Magoo Universe, baby. He went to uh, Seattle Seahawks, Houston Texans, Albuquerque Sea Dragons. Oh my God, he played at. This is ironic. Gaither High School in Tampa, Florida. Ooh. I did not know that. Did you know there was a Gaither High School? No, I didn't. I'm about to click on that to find out. Public school in high school located in Northdale area of Hillsborough County, Florida. Opened in 1984. Mm. I hate them so much. I, I, I hate them so much. Gaither like, High School? No, the goddamn Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them so much. Can you Am sing I- a song for us one time? The Bears still suck. 
The Bears no, no, still. Not so, I'm not singing that fucking song. You can. You got pipes. You got a voice. You know the words. You have the pipes. The Bears still. This song. is this is the real pipes, Joe. Still the Bears so You gotta let it breathe before we end the episode. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.